podium over here. I'll give you two seconds to think about what you're going to say. I did not think I would be up here uh, for this communion service, only because my surgery was supposed to be this past Thursday. And I thought to myself, the last time I was up here, this is probably the last time I'm going to be doing the communion service for a long time, and yet the Lord has different plans. So here I am. So that was a little bit of my testimony. <laughs> I'm glad to be here <laughs> before the surgery. What has the Lord been doing in your life this past month? My life's been busy, so as you hear a little bit of it, but what has he been doing in your life? I know your lives have been busy too. Is there anything you want to share with the congregation about what God's been doing in your life? Pastor. I think sometimes that God uses that disruption of the pattern of our lives. We get, we, we like the same thing over and over again. And when God comes in and just slightly nudges us and pushes us off, that routine, it's, uh, it's devastating in some areas. It causes us to think, for sure. Anyone else? Yeah, go ahead, sure.
we often think that uh, we're doing things on our own. And some of the struggles I have talking with people is that they, they think that they're a self-made person. There's no such thing anywhere. It doesn't matter what profession, whether they're a Christian or not, nobody is self-made. For the Christian, though, knowing that, that God has already finished the work, it's done. We, we haven't, I don't know about you, I haven't finished much in my life. But knowing that, that the work of salvation has been taken care of completely from beginning to end, and my name is written in the book of life that was written before the first day of my life, knowing that God is faithful, and men are faithless, and he is going to make sure. I love the verse that says, that servant will stand. You know that person? I'm just cutting the last part of it there. I better look it up because some of you are shaking your hands, heads on that one. Just a minute. Let me find it for you. Just a second. Wish it was faster. Uh, you might have to wait there. Romans 14, 4 and following. Who are you to pass judgment on a servant or of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. I didn't quite quote that correctly. But the idea there is that it's not, not us that makes us stand. It's the fact that we're going to be there because he makes us stand. It's him. What a tremendous comfort for the believer. Anyone else? Yeah, Dale. When your eyes open in glory, who is it that you want to see? I've had discussions with other Christians. They want to see my spouse. <laughs> what does the Bible say about marriage in heaven? There isn't. <laughs> well, there is a marriage. There's one. One marriage. Christ and his church. Who do you want to see when your eyes open? Do I want to see if, if do I want to see my grandparents? Do I want to see my mom? Sure, I do. But not first. <laughs> not first. Yeah, but you know.
else. What the? Anyone else? I'll share a little bit of my my testimony for this month. It was recent, but I've been thinking about it's amazing how God uses things in your life during and then he brings things to a point. Kind of like Julie was saying with the devotions and such, but I was getting my hair cut. And uh, pretty sure the person taking care of my hair wasn't a Christian, but she was telling me that we were just talking about how the, I didn't know if I could get in to see them or not. They were really busy in the afternoon and that kind of stuff. And she said, yeah, I said, i got to make an appointment at the end of the day for this particular client that's coming in. She's special needs, and her, we have to make sure that the store is ready for her to come in. And she um, doesn't have much mental capacities, but she's just a joy to be around. And I was thinking to myself, there was I've met many people in that sim- a similar state where they don't have much mentally available, but they're just a joy to be around. And I was thinking about uh, my own personal mental decline since I've been on those 
med since September, and it's it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Uh, I'm having such a hard time thinking, and the frustration that comes along with that, um, and the, the inability to plan even outside of a, of a day's time. My family knows this better than anything at, at this point. And I struggle daily to, to, to see through the fog, so to speak, put words together, get the right sentences to work. It's only by the grace of God I'm talking to you so clearly today if, if, if anything is coming through. But I was thinking to myself what the exchange between Moses and uh, God when he's talking about, I'm going to send you, and he keeps giving him excuses about that. And he tells him, isn't it me who made you? Something along those lines. And um, that rebuke that came down to the, the idea that we're given these gifts of faculty. They're not innately ours. Like, you have a good brain. Well, why do I have a good brain? I have a good brain because God's given me, and here comes the word, that gift. That's a, if you will, I relate a lot of my life to the parable of the talents. What has God given to you? And you better be investing it and using it. And we think to ourselves, well, this is just who I am. Really? Because there's a lot of people out there who don't have this, this kind of brain function, who have, who have to have someone else take care of them because they are unable or they're physically impaired, they're missing a limb or it's, uh, something has happened to them. And... Is that the way that God made them? Was it on purpose? Does he expect us to be using those faculties that we consider to be normal and we just don't think about them? I think as this part of my who, who I am is diminishing and the fact that I can't do things as physically as much as I've, I've been able to in the past and I'm getting more tired daily, I can tell that that valve is not working properly at all. Um, that I have valued greatly when I was healthier, but now that I'm at this point, I still have a responsibility to use what God has still given to me for his glory. I don't think we think like that enough. I know I don't think like that enough. It was a rebuke as I was listening to that, thinking about this person who's still joyful because to some extent they don't know what they're missing, but that's the personality that God's given them, and they're all over the place. I've met many. My choirs have gone to homes that were there on purpose to take care of people who needed that kind of help, and almost to a T, all of them are happy and joyful and smiling. You know, we are the ones who are sour, unhappy, and angry, and we have been given much more. What are we doing with the things that God has given to us? So that came to me as a rebuke as I was getting my hair cut. I'm like, okay, yep. Thank you, Lord. A, a, thank you, Lord. A for hair, and for the opportunity to hear from this person who's just talking about a, 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 another person coming in. If we're listening, God's teaching all the time, all the time, getting us ready for what's to come. This is not home. This is school. This is training us for what's to come in glory. So, anyways, I thought I would share that with you. My uh, my mind is not what it used to be. I know that, but. I still have a lot of it, and I'll give glory to God for what he's given to me, and for the education given. I thank God for the, the people he's put in my life um, to teach me the things of the Lord for many years. Faithful men, faithful women, and I'm thankful for that. Anyone else? Yep, we got an offering to take. I'm not we're just giving people one more chance to, to tell us what God's been doing an encouragement to hear what God's doing, even if you're going through the ringer. It's also good to praise God, too, for the things that he's doing in your life. Happy things.
All right. Okay. So let's take up an offering. I'm going to try something a little differently today. Could I have, I'm going to call on people to take up the offering. Can I have Doug and, and Dr. Ed take up the offering? Here's what I'm planning. We're going to play some music, and, and then they'll come and, and also serve the table. Uh, and when the end of that, that, that hymn is taken care of for the offering. So let's take up an offering. Um, and we use the money, in case you're unaware, we use the money that comes for And other uh, things, but but I tend to, I tend to not turn to him, and I turn to the ones that explain some more. Do you think that might be a problem? Yes, that's a problem. Everybody, 
those those four gospels have something unique to say, and God speaks to it through. So I'm going to read today um, from His account of the Last Supper, Mark's account. Okay, if if I have a choice, I will usually go to Matthew on that, and then I'll sometimes go to Luke, but Mark talks about it too. And when it ca- and when it was evening, He came with the twelve, and as they were reclining at table and eating, Jesus said. Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. And they began to be sorrowful, and to say to him, one after another, is it I? He said to them, it is, the, it is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the dish with me. For the Son of Man goes as it was written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed." It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. And as they were eating, he took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly, I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. I know we know the account of the Lord's table. And I think I may have alluded to this beforehand. But the intimacy between the twelve and Jesus. And in between even that group of people, there's also an inner circle of three. And they're all there. And they're equally concerned with his statement that one of you, one of the twelve, not the many who have been following. This is not the only people who have been following Jesus during his time. He had many other disciples that were following too. But the inner twelve are with him. One of the inner twelve, you're going to betray me. And they were talking with each other, but they all ask him, is it I? Okay. And I, I think that gives us an insight into just how close these people were with Jesus Christ on earth. And they're concerned about it. If, if they weren't, do you think they would have been asking him at that moment, is it I? And it also tells us about their hearts to thinking that... It was possible. Is it I? That's even harder to swallow. That we have the capacity. And then he brings up what he had just said. There had been better for that person if they had not been born. So he brings in and talks about the severity of what's about to happen from one of the twelve. And the hurt that comes even to the heart of Christ, he talks about it. Even one of the closest that rose up against me, Scripture says. This is the kind of love that our Savior has for us. And he's about to talk about his sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate act of any form of love. And they don't yet have an idea. 
but the, the, the closeness of their sin is right there. Is it high? We're going to take a few moments to pray to God and to deal with our sin before we take part of the ordinance at the table. So let's take a few moments. Father, one small prayer and before the, the beginning of this ordinance is not enough time, nor is it truly appropriate. We should be spending more time with you in prayer. But I pray that you will help us in this moment, Lord, to cleanse our hearts. We thank you for the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we've talked about already today, it is finished. It is done. Um, we have yet to, to arrive at that point. But you who stand at the beginning and the end of time and through it at the same time, it is over. It is finished, and we're thankful for that. Please help us now to have the right mindset. Send your spirit upon us as we take part in the table. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.